Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Today, I want to talk a little bit about, okay, maybe a lot of bit, about my fitness journey. And um, it, it's been it's been quite a journey. And it's a journey that I will continue on for the rest of my life. So let me give you a little history. I have struggled with weight my entire life. Um, that's actually not true. <laughs> Probably not until uh, I had a steady boyfriend who loved me anyway. And uh, I kind of got a little lazy. I was working at McDonald's as a teenager. And then, you know, the thing to do on a date is to go eat. So I would eat at work and then after work, I would go eat again. And then on the weekend, I would eat and then I'd go on a date and I'd eat again. And it just became this cycle of food is food is what we do socially. It, it's always been that way. And so when I was a late teenager going into my early 20s, I began putting on a great deal of weight and when I took that with the things that I had been told my entire life, like I'm built just like my dad. Now that's not true because my dad's got a good seven or eight inches on me. I'm, I'm, I'm vertically challenged. <laughs> and it's not fair because my dad and my mom and my brothers are not. And I have one sister who's, who's rather tall as well. It's not fair. But I come in at like five, three and a half my half matters, so don't leave it off. And so telling me all my life that I, I was built just like my dad. I had what what people lovingly call the snow butt. And let me tell you, we have very round bottoms. And the bigger you are, the rounder your bottom. I had what they lovingly referred to now you you're catching my sarcasm right because when you're telling a young girl something about her body and she takes it negatively it's not loving okay it's not so I had what what they lovingly referred to as thunder thighs now let me tell you I've got some thunder thighs and it took me a lot of time a lot of time to just accept my body the way that it was and be comfortable in my own skin, but at the same time, I wasn't comfortable at the weight that I had become. So I started putting on weight in my early 20s, and I had late teens, early 20s, and I had all of these things in my head about how I would always be shaped this way. And there were things that I could not change because they were in my DNA, you're big boned, you've got this, you've got the end. And so just these things that people had labeled me with that I couldn't that I couldn't shake. And um, so I go into I go into my 20s. I, I have three babies, which, um, you know, changes your body and changes the your metabolism and all kinds of all kinds of fun words get thrown out there. And, um, and so at my heaviest in my late 20s, I weighed 220 pounds. And I was incredibly uncomfortable with that weight. And I'm coming up on 30. I had a three-year-old that I could not keep up with. 
And I said, I have to do something. I, I can't do this anymore. I have to do something. Well, my in-laws um, owned their own business. And in the basement of that business, they had a whole gym worth of fitness equipment. And so I had committed, and we lived like right next door to that office. It, it was, you couldn't use commute as an excuse, or rather I couldn't use commute as an excuse and I couldn't use money as an excuse because I didn't have to pay for a gym membership. So I had committed that I'm going to do what I can to get started. And my first thing that I'm going to do is change my physical activity. And I did that. I became intentional about having physical activity. Because when you have three kids, you're physically active. Moderately. But I needed to be intentional about what wasn't coming in the rest of my day. And when I first started, I climbed up on an elliptical and I think I could make it for 15 minutes before I felt like my lungs were going to explode and I was going to die. And I said, okay, tomorrow I'll push harder. So I took that 15 minutes and I accepted it for what I was because I was terribly, terribly out of shape. And the next day I came back and I gave it 15 minutes and I gave it 15 minutes the next day until I could do 30 minutes. And then I could do 45 minutes and then I could do an hour. And I became, um, I, I became so well acquainted with that elliptical that I could in an hour complete a, six, a distance of what the elliptical says is six miles on, I think it was on the resistance level of seven or eight. And, uh, and in the course of, Let's see, that would have been 08. So in the course of three years, I think, if I'm thinking correctly on my, on my numbers, in the course of two or three years, I lost 72 pounds. And wow, did I feel good. I weighed 146. I was one pound, one pound away from my goal weight of 145. And, but you know what? That number didn't mean anything to me anymore because I felt good. And in that, I was, I was sharing that with my kids. Um, I could move more. I could breathe better. I, I had this one. This is just a funny story that I have to tell. Um, so I lost 72 pounds. And you know, as a woman, my favorite thing to do is change my hair color. Not going to lie. Um, I'm a natural dark blonde, but uh, I, liked, I like to play it up a bit. I do. So uh, my mom lives about an hour away from, my, from me and at the time still had a minor child because my youngest sister is 17 years younger than me. So I don't see my mom very often, and especially not in that time. I have little kids. She has a teenager and, you know, well, uh, yeah, and a uh, preteen. And um, no, she would have been a teenager. Anyway, sorry, I digress. So in the time, it had been quite a while since I had seen my mom. 
And since the last time I had seen her, I had lost 30 pounds and I had colored my hair. (laughs) So we're meeting for a girl's day and I don't remember what we were doing, but I know that, you know, we're getting together and I see my mom and my sisters, you know, standing in line. And so I walk up and I'm just standing there because they're in conversation. I didn't want to be rude and interrupt. And then my sister says something to me and I start speaking and my mom didn't recognize who I was. And it was like one of those moments that you're just like, you gave birth to me and you don't recognize who I am. But um, obviously she did when I opened my mouth and started speaking. So um, it was just, I had changed a lot in the course of that time. And I was very, I was very content with myself and, um, very proud of the work that I had done to put it in. And, and that's exactly what it was. It became, it, it was one step at a time. I, I changed my physical activity. I became intentional about it. Um, I pushed myself until I could go a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more each time. And till I became comfortable with a daily workout that, that I could handle. I could, you know, I have three small kids. I can handle an hour a day. I can make that work. Um, you know, it's one episode of One Tree Hill, which it's a whole nother podcast, which is one of my favorite all time shows. And so I would turn on old episodes. I had seen every episode multiple times at that point, And you could just turn it on and have, you know, some mindless enjoyment in the background. And so one hour is what I became comfortable with. And when I had that down and I felt really good about where I was with my physical activity, then I tried to change my eating. And at first, I didn't change the food I was eating. I just changed the amount that I was eating. And I started counting my calories. And that made a drastic difference. And then once I had the handle on eating, you know, smaller amount of calories each day, then I started changing the food that I was eating. And so I really, I did it one step at a time. And I did it because... I wanted to be here for my kids. I wanted to be um, content in my own skin. I wanted to be healthy and know that I was healthy and know that I was doing everything in my power to be healthy. Um, and I, I was I was at a very I was at a very happy, content place. And many people have heard me. Actually, I mentioned it in um, the first episode, how I went on a women's retreat in February of 2012 that changed my life, changed my life in so many ways. And one of those ways was bringing to light um, a past hurt that I had um, a lot of growing left to do, a lot of healing left to do. And in that healing, I turned back to the one comfort that I had known my entire life. Well, duh, it was food. And, um, and in that healing, I ate my way back to 40 more pounds. And I put about 30, I put about 35 to 40 of, of those pounds back on. But I came out of, I came out of 2012 emotionally healed, emotionally healed. And I already knew how to heal my physical body. So, you know, I can get back at that. Right. And, and, I was not happy that I had gained it back, but at the same time, I was whole for the first time in my entire life. And that is not something that I will ever trade, ever. 
And a lot happened in that time. And I would, so from 2012 to 2015, I can tell you that sometimes I would, sometimes I would be consistent in my eating and in my physical activity. And then I would pull back, I would get busy or something would happen. And I'd be like, you know what, I'm, I wasn't making it a priority. And which was as simple as that I wasn't making it a priority. And in 2015, um, my husband had the great idea that I had whispered in his ear for years um, to get a personal trainer. I'm not kidding. I had been asking for a personal trainer for years. But the one thing I've learned a long time ago about my husband is that sometimes I have to let him think that ideas are his before they actually come to fruition. And so I'm just patient and and I I sit back and I whisper my things and you know leave subtle hints around the house. And, but finally in 2015 um we decided to to start strength training with a personal trainer. I had a couple hit and misses with with a personal trainer until Cliff finally says, "Why don't you work out with me and my guy?" And um and we spent a solid 2 years strength training. No a year and a half, a year and a half, um, doing strength training with Joe. Um, I love Joe because he would push me in ways that he knew I could handle. He wouldn't be offended when I was mean back to him because he knew that I would do the work anyway, but I needed to put up that, that, that false resistance to get myself to do it. And, um, and I, I just, I miss Joe. I miss Joe tremendously. We had to um, end our strength training with Joe. I'm not sure. Late 2016, early 2017, something like that. But um, but it, it was a, it was a really hard time because strength training had become a habit. It had become something that I looked forward to. I loved being strong because at that point in my life, I didn't want to focus on losing weight. I spent all of my early 30s focused on losing weight. I wanted to focus on being strong and being fit. And so I was changing my language and the words I was using to the desired outcome of of my workouts. And so it was very hard to say goodbye to Joe and but easy to continue that habit with Cliff. And and we did do strength excuse me, we did do strength training on our own for a long time. And we came to the end of the school year in May of 2017. I said, you know, <laughs> all right, let me give you a little bit of backstory about Stephanie. I'm not a morning person. Mornings and I don't get along. My husband wakes up and his brain is like firing off and he is like shooting stuff at me. And I, I'm like, I, I can't process that. If you could like slow down to like maybe one word a minute, we might be able to be on the same wavelength, but right now we're not. I don't like mornings. I'm forced into mornings because of the school system and, and I handle that, but they're not my thing. So we come to the end of the school year, the end of May, of 2017, I said, you know what? I really just want to take a week off. I want to sleep without having to wake up to an alarm for one week. Okay. He says, that's fine. So I take a week off. The week after I had a doctor's appointment and I have, um, I, I get hormone injections every three months for my sanity and the sanity of my family. 
And um, that was the first week in June. So I took the last week in May off because I needed to catch up on some sleep. The first week in June, I have I go and I have my hormone injection. Well, guess what? Guess what my hormone injection comes with? It comes with a week of not being um, heavily worked out. I need I need to go easy. I need to take a break. Well, that means you know no leg workouts, no squats, no running on the treadmill, no um, you know heavy elliptical workouts. I'm like, okay, so I have to take another week off. Well, one week in May turned into one week in June, turned into all of June and all of July, and the kids go back to school in August, and I'm like, yeah, I'll get back at it, and I don't get back at it in August. But in August of 2017, I turned 39, and I said, holy crap, I turn 40 next year, which I'm excited about. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking at 40 as a negative. But I don't want to turn 40 in my current state. I just knew that it wasn't what I wanted, which is really kind of funny because I had the same feeling 10 years ago. I didn't want to turn 30 in my current state. And I did, but I was doing something about it at the time too. So I'm like, okay, August, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. I'm going to start. Well, the school year started and things got busy and it's Megan's last year of school and there's all of this stuff to do and... August turned into September and September turned into October and then it's Thanksgiving in November and then Christmas and now it's January and I still haven't started. How the heck am I supposed to do this if I don't actually get around to doing it? I mean, and again, I had a couple of hit or miss days where I go and work out, but I wasn't making it a priority. So I said, you know what I think I need to do? I think I need to set a goal. And here's what goal I'm going to set. For the month of February... February is smart because it's only 28 days. <laughs> For the month of February, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work out every day in February. That's crazy, Stephanie. I know. But when you want to be hardcore, sometimes you got to do hardcore crazy. I'm going to work out every day in February. And just to prove to my husband that I can, because I seriously think he doubted that I would stick to it. I'm going to give up sugar for the entire month of February. And also because he gives me this cheesy little smile that believes, says, you know, I totally think you can do it, but you ain't gonna. I gave up Starbucks for the entire month of February. And some other stuff too that's just not really hitting me right now. I gave up like this whole list of things um, for the month of February. And I did hit it hard. And in February... In February, I lost eight pounds, I think. I think I lost eight pounds in February, which is about two pounds a week. And um, and again, my goal, well, while I would love to be back at my goal weight, and I might make it there sometime next year um, at the rate I'm going, because let me tell you, a woman's, a woman's body at 40 does not lose weight at the same rate as a woman's body at 30, or at least this is what I'm finding in my body. And, um, and so I make it through February rather, rather, um, easier than, than I thought I would. I'm like, okay, did that. Let's make some goals for March. So I made some goals for March. And while I did say that in March, I was going to take, 
I was going to take a rest day in March, that the only option to have a rest day would be on Sundays. And I stuck to that. In March, I had my um, I, I had my hormone injections, but this time I didn't take a week off. I just decreased the intensity in which I worked out. I had never done that before. Um, there were days where my hip was like throbbing because, you know, my snow butt was bouncing when I was walking, but you know, you can't get around that. So it was, it was, I'm sorry, if my dad listens to this, he's really going to love that. Um, where was I? So I worked out through my hormones, which was something that I had never done before. But I, I had planned for lower intensity workouts during those times. And so I knew going in to March that that's what I was going to, that's what I was going to do. Um, uh, while I did um, have Starbucks on March 1st, and you better believe it was delicious, I've limited myself to Starbucks one to two times a week which is a huge decrease because I like to get Starbucks while I'm grocery shopping. So, um, okay. So Cliff is writing me a note that I need to explain that the snow butt is my maiden name is snow. And so that bottom that we have that very nice round bottom, it's hereditary. It came from my dad. Um, my dad has it. My brother has it. I have it. My sister has it. Um, my girls have it. My son has it. it. It's a very nice round bottom that we've just passed down. And the snow comes from, that's my maiden name. So it's very, it's a very hereditary bottom. And, um, now you've distracted me. Okay, so I've limited the Starbucks and I only have it um, one to two times a week. I've limited the sugar um, in March. So it wasn't cut out completely, but it wasn't that I couldn't, you know, have a treat with my kids if they asked. In April, I, again, I, I set out, I made goals. I made, I made intentional um, physical goals and while I'll tell there are some things that I have fallen off on, um, I'm still working out every day. I, six days a week. Um, there, there, there was two days last week that didn't get a workout. Um, one was because I was on a field trip and I don't remember what the other one was. I think I just, my body was demanding a break. I literally didn't have what it was taking. So, um, my fitness journey will continue for my entire, I remember the very day, <laughs> the very day when I was at this the first time around, I was at the YMCA, which is where I did my workouts. Um, after I had left working out in the office um, of, of my in-laws insurance agency, then uh, we got a family membership to the YMCA and it was easy because I would take the kids to preschool and then I would go and then I would go to the why. And I remember the day that I was on that piece of machinery and I am like literally running my ass off and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I have to do this for the rest of my life. I don't know if I want to do this for the rest of my life. Well, that was 10 years ago. And today I can tell you I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I will probably continue to re-examine my goals once a month. What am I willing to push my body to do? What can my body handle? And how can I challenge myself to continue this journey? 
I want to be, I want to be here. And while I'm here, I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be strong. And I want to be a good example of my daughters. And let me tell you, I'm very intentional about, I have one daughter who looks just like me. People tell her everywhere she goes. But I do I tell her she has thunder thighs? No, I do not. Now, other people have told her she has had a snow butt, but it has not come from me. Very intentional about the language I use with my daughters about their body because I don't want them to you have you 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 look just like your mama and mama's standing in front of the mirror going, I hate my thighs. Well, duh, what's that say to my kid? That she should hate her thighs too. No. Very intentional with my daughters about the language that I use about their bodies. Um, I really try not to shame people with their language because it's a struggle for me and it's a struggle for a lot of people. And it's not good to go pointing out people's flaws when, trust me, they're already pointing them out to themselves. So those are, that. that's a little bit of my fitness journey. Um, it's been... It's been encouraging and discouraging and rewarding and, and not, but it is, it is my journey. And most of the time I'm happy with it. So um, I am going to wrap up and tell you that y'all can do whatever you set your mind to. You know why? Because I can. If I can get up off my couch and lose 72 pounds, anybody can. Anybody can. Now, I'll let you know when I get back down to Michael weight if I ever make it there. But trust me, I'm I'm working on it. I'm really working. I just understand that it's going to take longer this time than it did last time. And okay, so I am going to let my husband speak for a few minutes, and he's going to talk about um, our very exciting news is that in September of this year we are hosting our first conference. We're super excited about it. He explains it better than I do. So I'm going to let him explain that while I sit back and listen. Hey, everybody. So I've been sitting here the whole time and I absolutely love hearing Stephanie talk and I'm super stoked about the fact that Thriving Mosaic is happening. And I know you guys are as well. You can, by the way, leave comments on Stephanie's podcast over at her website, stephanieravenscraft.com. Just wanted to encourage you guys to do that. She loves those comments coming in. Anyway, um, real quickly, Stephanie, about your fitness journey, can I ask you a question? Sure. So um, I, you talked about when you first started out, 15 minutes, you were winded, your lungs were about ready to explode. Um, and when we started with Joe, it was, it was, in, it was intense. Um, and after a year and a half, you got to where you even used it. It felt good to be strong, and you, you definitely were strong. I would love to talk. I would love to ask you about some of the things that are going on right now because I, I think that it's pretty impressive, and I think it might be inspirational to hear some of the things that you're able to achieve now. So I'd love to ask you uh, when we were at LA Fitness uh, working out with Joe. This is twenty twenty six no twenty fifteen fifteen and and half of twenty sixteen uh, at LA Fitness, and then when we moved over to Planet Fitness, they had stairmasters during those periods of time. You had got on a stairmaster from time to time is that right um yeah joe is evil and um enjoys others pain and so he knew i hated the stairmaster and 
he just found sick enjoyment out of putting me on it. I want you to just talk about 2015 and the Stairmaster. What were your thoughts about the Stairmaster? They were equal to my first 15 minutes when I started at 220 pounds. When I went from nothing but being a busy mom to intentionally working my body on a piece of equipment. Um, Joe would put me on a Stairmaster and I thought that my lungs would explode. I was going to die and it was like two minutes. It was just, um, it was just, it was just high intensity, high intensity um, intervals on my workouts to to make my um, heart rate skyrocket, which it did. I thought I was going to die. I'm like, I'm literally going to have a heart attack if you don't let me off of here. If Joe would have not asked you to get or forced you to get on the stairmaster, would you have ever done it? Never. 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 All right, and and outside of strength training, and it's 2000- a godforsaken piece of death trap. All right. <laughs> And of course, I actually got on the Stairmaster quite a bit um, and, and kind of enjoyed it because I'm, I'm crazy like that. But I, what I would love for you to do is to tell, so I wanted to set that up, but I would love for people to tell you, or for you to tell people what you're able to achieve, how long, what's the longest you've been on the Stairmaster these days, since February, since you've been back at this on a daily basis? Well, when I started back in February, um, I got on the Stairmaster, I can make it seven minutes. And last week I did two hours. Two hours on the Stairmaster. Yeah. It's it awesome. still sucks. <laughs> Literally, you're walking up the steps to nothing. To nothing. I love it. Anyway, it, guys, uh, Stephanie, I love you. And I, and I love your, your journey. And, and I love my, my favorite thing is that a majority of the time we have this opportunity and this blessing to go work out together. And, and it, that means so much to me. Anyway, real quickly, Free the Dream Conference coming up September 7th, 8th, and 9th. This conference is for those who have some sort of dream inside of them. Have you ever asked yourself this question? I wonder what life would be like if I could do and fill in the blank. Is there is there any time when you've ever asked yourself, I wonder what life would be like if I could do this instead of what I'm currently doing? Or do you feel like you've been put on this earth for a purpose and that's not necessarily the purpose that you're living out day by day today? Is there some is there some kind of work or some kind of message that you feel called to to do in this world, to be in this world? but you're not able to spend a majority of your time doing what you feel like you were put on this earth to do? Is there something holding you back? Are you sometimes thinking, well, there's no way I could do that because, well, other people can do that, but I'm not worthy of it, or I am not skilled enough. I'm not. Do you have limiting beliefs that are holding you back? Well, the Free the Dream Conference is a conference that is quite literally meant to unleash that dream inside of you, to help you discover the fact that, you know what? If you don't believe it's possible, that's just a story someone else has told you that you've adopted, a belief that you've adopted to be true. And we're going to help you through the Free the Dream conference rediscover your ability to dream big dreams. We're gonna help you change your beliefs about who you are and what you're able to achieve. We're gonna help you break through those limiting beliefs. We're gonna help you understand that you are capable of achieving anything that you put your mind to. 
and we'll show you how it free the dream. It's September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee. You can learn more. Head over to freethedream.live. It's not .com, so it's freethedream.live, freethedream.live. Go over there. Uh, and by the way, if you get tickets before April, before the end of the day on April 30th, you save a very significant uh, amount of money for signing up for this conference. And and I'm not telling you what the price is intentionally. For so some of you are going to hear this after April 30th. I will tell you the price on May 1st is a very significant jump in price. But even if you sign up the day of the conference, the full price of this conference, it will be worth 10 times every penny you pay for this conference. Stephanie will be speaking. I will. She's going to be talking about uh, the five, is it the five stages of the entrepreneurial journey? Or the, spe- the anyway. Five. Yeah, there are five yeah. stages. And so she's going to, she's going to talk about uh, what every spouse, it, it, the premise is every spouse of an entrepreneur can contribute to a thriving marriage and a, a successful business. Yes. By successfully navigating these five stages. Yep. Something like that. Stephanie, on stage for the first time in front of a large audience. She's been... Yeah, wait a minute. (laughs) If you don't come for any other reason. Come to see me fall on my face. (laughs) There you go. Guys, uh, I'll let Stephanie wrap it up from here. Guys, thank you so much. Um, I I struggle with limiting beliefs quite a bit, but it... um, and it's your messages and encouragement that help me squash some of those. So um, until next time, live your life on purpose.